I'm not going to do a pre-recorded intro today. Oh. Just going to fucking play like an old school creepy thing. Cool. And get on with it. <clears throat> Zombies. Zombies. i seen it once before in a rat. And I've seen it now in men. Once one gets a taste for its own kind, it can spread through the pack like a wildfire. Mindlessly chomping and biting at their own hinds. Nothing but the taste of flesh on their minds. You know the thing about a rat? It's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes like a doll's eye. Don't seem to be living at all when it come at you. Till it bites you. And then the eyes roll over white. And you don't hear nothing but the screaming and the hollering. No power in the verse can stop me. What's going on, guys? My name is Aldenero, and welcome to episode 87, I think, of the Midnight Hour. I always say I think at the start because I never fucking know offhand. Like, what episode are you on? I don't know. Could be 112. Um, joined today by Jack. Hi. Who is... Back again. Back from his mysterious vanishing. Yeah, I, I vanished right. for a long time and then came back and then vanished again for a week. Yeah. yeah. The universe decided to hit Jack over the head with a yeah. steel chair. Again. Yeah, yeah, again, just as, uh, just as he thought I was getting up. I was beat yeah. back down. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, not for long this time. Yeah, yeah, thankfully it was only a two-week hiatus this time. Um, so today we're back in original form to discuss. What's that? Isn't that a so back in original form? Possibly. Back in original form. The legible, credible, inevitable storm. Yep, Boom. it's Kid Rock. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about terrifying mysteries because we've already done unexplained mysteries. We've already mm -hmm. done creepy mysteries. Now it's time to do terrifying mysteries. And uh, these ones are pretty fucking terrifying, especially all of them. So um, watch out for that, and also keep watching the skies. And if you're watching this at night in the dark, good. I don't want to hear any comments about how I'm too afraid to listen to this. <laughs> fucking deal with it. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have to... Do you have anything to say? I, I guess check out the subreddit. Yeah. It's reddit.com slash or slash midnight hour. Yeah, that's about it, really. Anything else? Anything scary happened to you recently? No, no. I've, I live a very unscary life, to be honest. Mine's a very, uh, I live a very PG existence. I'm not sure I how I feel very... about that. You should live a PC existence. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I think I'd rather um, not, to be honest. Did I mean computer? Did I mean political? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I, I actually uh, last. No, two weeks ago, I had a migraine in work, and um, it was actually pretty scary because I forgot where I lived and uh, stuff like that. I didn't know where I was, and it's just really weird to me that in the space of 30 minutes, you can go from being a perfectly normal, well, from being me and having a you know active mind to just not knowing where you live. And it's true, yeah. no fault, no substance that you've ingested, nothing like that. It's just your brain going, ha, uh, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck this, fuck so, that. Yeah. That's a good way to set the scene to what the human body can do to you when you're not looking. It is indeed. So, um, with that, do you want to do the first mystery or shall I? I've actually got something that segues into that so neatly. 
and to what you just Perfect. said so neatly. So the last time we did an unsolved mysteries or a weird mysteries and stuff like that, I was fascinated, and I think you were as well, by a guy, the case of a guy called Benjamin Kyle. Oh, yes, um, the guy who... Woke up he, behind he just... a dumpster in America behind, like, a Burger King and had yeah. no idea who he was and no identification, nothing. Nobody knew who he was. Absolutely nothing. It turns out he had a 27-year-long mic. Yeah, yeah. And his name was El De Niro. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, since we made that podcast, it has actually been discovered who he is. Whoa, and we didn't get any credit for that? Absolutely none, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that this dude um, had an inkling about, or was thought he knew about his previous life, was that he shared a birthday with Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, you even said that in the episode, Yeah, right? Yeah, and it turns out he was right, and his, his real name was William Burgess Powell. And this was found, this is written, no, there's an article... Um, that we'll probably leave in the comments, but it was written about five months ago. Um, five or six months ago, and it's just unreal. It was... Yeah, like, it, you've kind of got to read it, because it's quite a long read. Um, yeah. It talks about uh, he's got a brother and stuff. Um, but, yeah, yeah, his identity is has been found, and it's absolutely bizarre. Is there any, like, uh, indication as to what led to his inability to remember it? Like, some kind of brain trauma or, uh, like, illness or something like that? Uh, is, is... I haven't read all of it. I had, I, I've read the first little bit and then... Sentence. I've, like, I can see the length of the scroll bar on the side of my <laughs> my thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, it is bloody long. Um, but, yeah, I just know his name and... I'm interested to read the rest of it. It's weird that you left the pod. He found out who he was. Yes. That's, that's, that's where I've been. That's what I've been doing, finding out who he was. <laughs> yeah. That's remarkable. This whole time. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. a read of that as well, because uh, that's always one that I point to. in like That's one of the most ultimate what-the-fuck moments. Yeah, it's just nice. it was the most bizarre thing at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's bizarre that, well... I'm surprised that it took as long as it did to find out who he was. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure the article reveals absolutely everything. Uh, yeah, it is a big... It, it was a Burger King, though. That's where he was found. Yeah. So that's the main yeah. thing. Um, I'm going to try and skim this really quickly. Uh, Good luck with that one. Holy shit, this is the longest article I have ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life. <laughs> Uh, nothing can be skimmed from this, although okay. if I go to his Wikipedia page, maybe something will summarize it for me. Uh, Kyle announced on his Facebook page that his identity had been established by a team of adoption search angels led by C.C. Moore. Is that how you pronounce the name that's C-E-C-E? C-C? C-C, yeah, I'd, that's how I'd pronounce it. Um... The Orlando Sentinel reported on September 22nd that Kyle received his Florida identification card with the help of iDignity, an Orlando-based organization that helps homeless and others obtain identification documents. iDignity also assisted in establishing Kyle's identification. So, yeah, his true identity is William Burgess Powell, like you said. And uh, 
there's actually nothing there about what led to his situation. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's fucked up, yo. It's and just yeah, bizarre. We'll leave the article in cyberspace, and uh, yeah. you can check it out and give it a read. So, um, yeah, uh, just I, I guess like a quick sort of. Uh, reaction to that whole thing I'm glad that he found mm. out who he was and everything but I also think it's really fucked up that he could just go missing and forget who he was but also that no one would claim him yeah or... no one no one stepped forward and was kind of like yeah I recognise that man because mm. as far as I'm aware at the time it was like big news in America because who like it was some people have theorised because he's a you know a, or he was an elderly white male but Either way, dudes had no idea who he was and no form of identification whatsoever. Yeah. And no one in the... At least it was citywide where he was found and nobody stepped forward. When I think about it, though, I have relatives that I don't know. Where, like, they could be disappeared and, you know, asleep behind a Burger King dumpster. I wouldn't know yeah. or care. <laughs> like, so I'm not going to be claiming those people. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. I don't know. If... Think, of, think, of, think of the memes. And the fame. That's true. I mean, that's all I do anything. That's the only thing that fucking gets me out of bed nowadays. Is the that memes. is the thing that powers me through the day, is the memes. Oh, yeah. God. It's the only thing that, you know, gives me the strength to just mm. pull myself, pull my lifeless carcass out of bed every morning, is the memes. That's a fact. Uh, what if I told you that there was life beyond memes? You'd tell me to get the fuck out of here. It's just, it's not true. I'd, I'd tell you that I wouldn't know. Um, and that's one of the biggest unsolved mysteries as to whether there actually is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's gonna in like fifty years they'll be like speculating as to what 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 life was like before the internet. Like now there was no life. But... What was life before meme? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. There was nothing there. If... And there'll be a TV show called The Big Meme Theory, <laughs> and it will be terrible and not funny. <laughs> um, I would actually like to do a future episode where we discuss. Uh, like sort of memes and their significance because like you can boil every single political argument down to a series of memes now and that's what's happening like with every single yeah. thing right versus left is meme 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 that's just yeah everything you can't not get caught up in the memes yeah yeah it's true um it's impossible uh will i go with the next mystery feel free take us away all right so this is called the flannan isles lighthouse and if you check out, I would actually encourage everybody to check out the Wikipedia page for this because it's fantastically written. Like, it's just, it really flows so well. It's not really written like a Wikipedia article. It's written like a news article. And I've never really seen something like that on Wikipedia before. Um, so I've gotten all of this information from Wikipedia because it was such a, an easy read. Also, everything is sourced in there, so you can check the uh, the sources at the bottom. And I'm not going to get into the theories which were listed on Wikipedia, because there's no point. I think I'd rather that myself and Jack theorize what might have happened. Mm. Um, so the Flannan Isles Lighthouse is uh, on a... like the, the Flannan Isles are off the coast of Scotland, and the lighthouse itself is not one that um, even overlooks the sea. No, it overlooks the sea, and uh, it's sort of on the very top of a mountain. Um, and... Sure, I'll just keep talking, and we'll come back to what the lighthouse is like. It, By the way, it starts with the most ominous Wikipedia sentence I've ever seen in the mystery section. It says, Other than for its relative isolation, the lighthouse would be relatively unremarkable, 
were it not for the events that took place just a year after it was commissioned. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it's so... That is the most dramatic lead into a Wikipedia. Isn't it? It's crazy. I've ever seen. They're saying shit went down. So... Yeah. Um, a ship ran aground in really poor weather conditions as a result of this lighthouse not being operational. Um, the ship's master didn't actually report this for quite a while because he had to pull out all the stops and put all of his efforts into saving the ship. Um, basically, like when a ship runs it, you know what happens when it look you've, you're at a race against time. You need to yeah. you need to breach everything and. You need to tape up all the stuff, and uh, yeah, so it, it's a really tough operation, especially in the year 1900, which is what I should have said at the very start. Yeah. This took place in the year 1900. Um, now, the lighthouse itself was manned by Thomas Marshall, James Ducat, and Donald MacArthur. It's D-U-C-A-T. I, sh- I assume it's Ducat and not Ducat. Um, yeah. So, when the crew of a routine relief vessel arrived on the shores of the isle, they noticed that the flagstaff was bare of its flag, and none of the tree guys were there to greet them from the lighthouse. I nearly said White House. Um, <laughs> on top of that, the provision boxes were not left at the landing stage for the vessel to be restocked. So basically that implies that they were not all out of uh, rations and supplies, because this lighthouse is obviously on an island, and it's it's isolated. It's not like... A place where you can just go to the shop when you need stuff. If you are working on a lighthouse, you're in it for the long haul. Like, that is pretty much your life. Um, mm. There's three people living in it, and basically, I think they, they work in shifts, but like, they're, you know, they're, they're gonna have various conversations and stuff like that, but ultimately, they're keeping a log of everything that happens. They have to make sure that the everything is, is, um, Everything is in place to stop ships from crashing into the island, basically. Um, so they need to make sure that the lamps are clean and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so because of that, they, they live in the White House in the quarters and they have uh, food and drink and stuff. And then they send those boxes back out to the landing stage and a relief vessel comes when the weather is clear enough and uh, they restock it. Um, the crew of the relief vessel sent out a distress flare because... like there was nobody around to greet them so there was no reply um when they inspected the lighthouse it transpired that the entrance gates were closed the beds were unmade and the clocks were all stopped the lamps in the actual lighthouse were refilled but there was an overturned chair by the kitchen table i don't think that's particularly ominous though um no what's well so it could be like you know the classic signs of a struggle yeah yeah but but like the beds being unmade as well like i don't know maybe it does mean that they sort of like hightailed it out of there but what happened was the men were never seen again and there's no clue as to what happened (laughs) so this was in the year 1900 and there are numerous theories and stuff the the um the captain of the relief vessel he speculated that they drowned but if you mm. if you look at the actual lighthouse and a picture of it it's not really possible to drown you would have to fall off a cliff to drown and what are the odds of three guys all falling off a cliff like these are guys yeah. who would have worked in shifts right so you're going to have at all times there's probably going to be at least one person sleeping and all mm-hmm. of the beds were unmade like it's it's really strange, but again, like I'd encourage everyone to just look at the location because you're you're not going to get swept away by a wave, 
Like, uh, like that is possible in some lighthouses, but this is not one yeah. of those lighthouses. You know, it's off the coast of Scotland, so sure, you're going to get rough weather. But, I mean, this is weather that, you know, like, we in Ireland and Britain are, like, perfectly capable of withstanding. Yeah. You know, like, you're, yeah. you're not going to get blown off many cliffs in, in Scotland. Like, it can happen, mm. but to tree people... I mean, it does, like, it does say that there was quite considerable damage to the pier on the opposite side of the shore or the landing on the opposite side of the shore to where the relief crew landed yeah but um, i believe the logs state that that damage took place uh long before they had actually before, abandoned yeah the... but i have been in winds that are strong enough to almost knock me off my feet in central london yeah I would not put it past being on an island in Scotland in the 1900s just for like a literally because people would have been naturally smaller back then and I'm like 6'2 and I weigh about 885, 88 kilos. Yeah. I'm not a person. I've only been knocked off my feet by the wind. I would not be surprised if they literally got blown away. That's actually a really astute observation. Did you know that the, the Titanic was built in, like, what, 1912, I think? Um, yeah. When, they, when James Cameron was given the budget for the Titanic, they had to build an exact replica of, like, the inside of the Titanic. And they had to make everything a foot taller than the <laughs> to scale size because humans are taller now than they were back then. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Yeah, you're like yeah. you're definitely. Like, I genuinely, I genuinely would not be surprised if the wind was just that strong to have lifted one or more of them off their feet. So, like, that's definitely plausible. But okay, let's say that it's a possibility. Surely these guys would know that it's a possibility. And also, what were they all doing out at the exact same time to be blown off there? <laughs> literally the only thing that i can think of is that humans are famously not the smartest <laughs> uh, you know they do have their uh idiot moments but um yeah like i don't it it shouldn't it shouldn't have have happened probably yeah um but it did and obviously we all know that the ocean is an unforgiving mistress so as soon as they go in there there's no uh there will be no finding them i think that so you're talking the 1900s so uh that's back when dragons were still around right like probably like yeah, probably like the last that's... dragon died out maybe in 1910 or something but um yeah probably a dragon came out of the ocean you know those and literally just plucked them out of yeah yeah or some kind of giant bird like if you ever look at a turkey vulture and imagine what those would have looked like 150 years ago like that's i don't know um i'm definitely leaning towards some kind of uh some kind of fantasy animal uh giant in its yeah, size yeah. that eats humans naturally yeah. possibly now residing in a lock in scotland Ooh, possible yeah yeah definitely um but I mean, yeah, sure, like, humans are stupid and stuff, but uh, it's just, like, there should always be one person guarding the lighthouse, no matter what, or manning the lighthouse, not guarding yeah. it, but... Um, guarding it, what? What are you suggesting? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, it's very strange and, like, creepy. It is creepy. Anything involving nighttime 
high winds and the ocean is creepy. The ocean, yeah. when the yeah. moon beams off the ocean and it's that like complete white chalk on black paper effect, it's creepy as mm. fuck. Like it, it just looks dark and dreary. And when I imagine like this lighthouse in the nighttime and the beds being unmade, it's just I don't know. It uh, it emanates a, a sense of dread and like a unsettling feeling. So, um, mm. yeah, I just I want answers. God damn it! I used to think when I was younger that when you die and go to heaven, God tells you all the stuff you want to know about everything. Like, you know, like where did your money go that time when you put it down and then you didn't find it again? And and like what really went on in the Tunguska effect and like what, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. But then I got older and I realized that there is no heaven. <laughs> so that's so everything's okay in the end. That's, that's, oh, no, wait, no, that's not right. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder though, sticking with the topic very well. Um, mm. if, if there is a heaven, right? Like, how is that any fucking different to normal life? It's still eternity of existing. Like, that's got to get boring eventually. Yeah, but you don't have to work. You don't have to worry about bills. There's none of the people that you dislike there. Because I like if I'm going to believe in a type of heaven, I'm going to believe in, like, not, not a heaven for everyone. It's a, Everyone has their own personal heaven or their own personal version of heaven. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I, I think uh, I think a good topic would be what's the ideal kind of heaven? Mm. Like, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a good topic. I'm going to write that one down. Silence and darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and the episode is just <laughs> one hour, 12 minutes. <clears throat> one hour, 12 minutes and 37 seconds of silence. <laughs> and darkness. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even a thumbnail in the background. It's just, it's just complete dark. Yeah. Um, so this next unsolved mystery, or scare, like it's unsolved, it's scary. I feel like the two go hand in hand. Yeah, we're kind of just uh, you know treading on anything that borders creepy or unsettling. Yeah, yeah. So this one is, in is, this one is very ambitiously referred to as the creepiest case you have never heard of. Yeah, that's very... Not only is it ambitious, but it's presumptuous. You don't know what the fuck yeah, I've yeah. heard of. Yeah, they've really assumed my gender... No, wait. Um, they've really <laughs> assumed my knowledge there. That's the one. Shit, I fell, into, I fell back into meme there. <laughs> um, so it's the story of Dorothy Jane Scott, who was a single mother in the 1980s. And she kept receiving mysterious phone calls at her job. Oh, I love where this is going already. <laughs> threatening to cut her into pieces, letting her know exactly where she was every minute of the day. She thought the voice sounded familiar, but she could never place it. <laughs> this... <laughs> Sorry, this next, this next line, this next sentence, I thoroughly enjoy because it has almost no bearing on the rest of the story. <laughs> Alarmed. Dorothy took up karate. <laughs> okay, so it has like it has a slight like it has it. I suppose it's that sentence sets the tone for the rest of like what happens. Yeah, there, like she definitely I uses mean, her just, black belt to karate. It's literally just alarmed. Dorothy took up karate. Um, <laughs> Oh Jesus! 
One night, she went to her karate class and became alarmed at the appearance of a co-worker. Does that... Uh, either way. Her, her did, you, did you just a, bang something? Yes, yes, I accidentally punched my microphone with enthusiasm about Dorothy and her karate. It sounded so ominous. It sounded like the Grim Reaper was tolling a bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, she right, so Dorothy's gone to karate. She's worried about one of her um one of the other people in the karate class, so her and another person take this person to the ER to get checked out. Once the co once this person's getting treated, she offers to go get the car and pull it around to the front of the hospital. And then as the two others are waiting for her in the ho- in the hospital, they saw her race past them, high beams on, and she was never seen again. What? A f- yeah. But then it says a few hours later, the car was found, no Dorothy. It was found burning in an alleyway. Alright? Yeah. Then a week afterwards, her parents started getting a phone calls from a man claiming that he killed Dorothy. And the phone calls continued for four years. Jesus Christ. Give it a rest. Eventually, after four years, Dorothy's remains were found. And after the media reported that her remains had been found, there were two final calls received by her parents asking if Dorothy was home. Fuck. Nobody fucking knows who did it or what the fuck happened. Jesus. And that's just a wild story. Yeah, that is a wild ride all around. I I was gonna um, theorize that she had absconded with her karate instructor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't think that's the case now because she's dead, but... um, I don't like the way two people find... Whoever did it is like, you know, just... Persistent. Yeah, but it's that those fucking obsessive people that, like, when a girl is like, look, man, I don't want you to buy me a drink. I don't want to ever go out with you. And the guy is like, oh, well, that means I need to try harder. There must be a formula or combination of words I can use to get you to have sex with me. And this is just the psycho version of that, I think. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. I like I would have you would have thought that in the nineteen eighties they could have sorted out the whole phone call thing. At some in some way they could have traced that call. Pretty sure they could have because the police trace Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci's phone calls in the movie Casino. And exactly. That is, that's not evidence enough. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's strange. I'd I'd like to speak to the uh, head, the chief of police, or the lead detective on the case, and just be like, "Yo, what's up with that?" Yeah, especially seeing as she had the phone calls for a while, and then her parents received the phone calls for four years, and nobody ever managed to figure it out. Yeah, there are. It's it's actually it's not highly unusual in this genre of crime for there to be obsessive phone calls like that. Like I'm sure I've read of other cases where people are bombarded and hounded by like mm. nonstop phone calls, um, which is like which is incredibly persistent because in the 1980s, 
to phone a person, you have to hope they're at home, and you have to be yeah. in your home. <laughs> it's like, who, like, yeah, I don't know. That's um, it's it's that it's it's disturbing, like without a doubt. Is is there does does it give a cause of death on that article, or does it just say her remains were found? And um, her remains were. It just says remains were found. Yeah, presumably, like decomposed or something like. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, that's weird i feel like there might be more information available like yeah it's kind of like it's kind of vague i feel like i feel like this i mean this is just an article on the internet so who knows if it's actually true <laughs> yeah that's the point but, but if it is that's just fucked up i i feel like there's more to the karate story I don't think you can just I, drop that bombshell. I, I feel like this has been summarised by someone and that the longer story gives more context to the karate thing. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely feel like that's the same. You, <coughs> you want a listicle website, like Listverse or BuzzFeed or one of them? Yeah. 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 I, I, f- I feel like there's definitely more than uh, is being said to the whole... Along, <laughs> Dorothy took up karate. I do, do, do you follow Rob Delaney on Twitter? Uh, no, he's he's a comedian, um, but he's got this like really f- like he kind of tweets in a persona a lot of like different yeah. like kind of like bro types when they're older or else like really wimpy guys and stuff like that. But he's got this like ongoing um, like long term running joke that his wife is cheating on him with his karate instructor. And, like, it's genius because the idea of a grown man going to karate lessons just implies that he's not manly in any way. And then the fact that his (laughs) wife is cheating on him also just implies this complete... Like, you know, like, it's actually a really nuanced character that he's put a lot of effort (laughs) into. And, like, I don't know, he tweets it like the most idiotic shit ever, but it's so funny. (laughs) Because it just creates this scenario in your mind. And, like, every time I think of grown like adults doing karate that's what i think of in my head even though like i'd fucking love to be able to do all that like i'd love to do karate but you know my my shame and self-hatred forbids me from bettering myself in any way but um (laughs) it's 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 a funny image um so what's our verdict what what do we think happened do we think that she was killed (laughs) i yeah um i i reckon Family friend, if she could, if she recognised the voice but could never place it, family friend or someone that she used to know, maybe from school or actor on a TV soap opera, right? Yes, like a vague... an actual murderer on a TV soap opera that turned out to be a proper real murderer. Yes, oh, I like that. There's that would be quite. I was going to say that'd be quite good, but no, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. It's like how far? That'd be terrifying. How far back? does something have to be before you can just openly joke about it? Like, the 80s is far back enough, right? Like, neither of us were even alive. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, don't laugh at, you know. <laughs> it Like, yeah, it's strange. There's, there's a lot of things, like, the whole nature of dark humor in general, that, like, it's mm. okay to do certain stuff, but not okay to do other stuff. Like, I find that quite interesting. I do, like... I, I would be more than happy to make lots of jokes about this dead woman for the rest of the show, but, like, at no point would I even consider making a joke out of, like, Hillsborough or 9-11 or something yeah. like that, you know? Like, it's sort of weird the way we choose things that we get to joke it's about. about uh, it's all about time since the event. 
Yeah, do you think, though? Because Hillsborough... Maybe with Hillsborough, it's the fact that, like, every fucking week, Liverpool has a minute style or whatever. Like, there's always some ongoing investigation I, or... I feel like it's still not over. Yeah, yeah, there's been yeah. no closure whatsoever, yeah. No. Yeah, perhaps that's it. I, I think, though, Hillsborough is one that we do get a constant reminder of, and so, too, is 9-11, because it's basically, mm. like, 9-11 was a, a tipping point for kind of the world that we live in like you know, yeah. changed a lot um but yeah it's 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 strange like there are some things that i'm happy to laugh at and some things i'm not like when frankie boyle makes fun of uh harvey uh jordan's kid katie price's kid like i'm just not i just cannot laugh at jokes at the expense yeah. of a disabled kid no matter how like disgusting i think katie price is i just don't feel the need to take that out on her kid and whenever i like say that to my friends who make jokes about the kid they're always like oh get off your high horse or whatever but it's like it's not that i'm on a, it's not i'm not choosing to be like offended i i just i can't get it like it's just it's not mm. i don't know did you hear by the way when she said on live tv she was like yeah they call my son a nigger and stuff and mm. Did you hear about that? No. So she said that, right? And the outrage is about the fact that she said that word. Not about the fact that people call her kid that all the fucking time. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is a bit weird. Yeah. Like, if you, surely if you want to be outraged and, and you want to be like, oh, you can't say that word. Like, surely you've got to attack the reason that the she's bit, saying yeah. that word. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't... It really annoys me because you can't even use it in a subjective context. Yeah, I had a big discussion with Neff right. about that when he was on the show. And we both just said, look, if we're talking about the word, we're allowed to say the word. Because otherwise we're dancing around it. And I, Yeah, I fully believe that the only reason that the... Like the only reason that it keeps being stigmatized is because people keep reacting to it so strongly when it's being used subjectively. Yeah, I agree. If it's being used in a derogatory context, then yeah, fine. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Like I'll be the first uh, yeah, one obviously. to. I'll get offended with you if that's the case. <laughs> but if you're talking about like the actual, like this is a, if you think about it, this is an emotionally charged reaction to a mother who, just no matter what she tweets, she could tweet tomorrow just gave 10 grand to charity and i can fucking guarantee you within minutes someone will reply like your son is a is a black retard or something like do you know what i mean like that's what yeah. happens anytime she does anything so obviously and like she's gonna feel the need to it's not even it's not even limited to her so i saw um this is slightly out of the yeah. <clears throat> context of the episode oh, yeah. but it's within the context of what we're talking about currently um andy johnson has tweeted saying that for every te uh, retweet that he gets, he'll pledge 10 pence to a mental health charity in support of Aaron Lennon as he's been um, taken to hospital for whatever mental health problems. Yeah. Um, someone has replied to him saying, I respect what you're doing, but why not do a quid or 10 quid instead of 10p? Fucking hell. I, people just have no sense of like what the fuck yeah, I know like just dude what yeah like you don't respect what he's doing clearly why not yeah. why not a million pounds <laughs> yeah it's just absolutely unreal yeah it's ridiculous like, like people get attacked on social media for absolutely nothing and it's just 
bizarre. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, yeah, I just hate on the internet in general. It's just so easy and so, like, mass, like, it's it's just, I don't know, it's crazy. Like mass hysteria. Yeah, kind of, but just even worse, I don't know. Um, I'm going to loop us back into the topic with... Go for it. With the creepiest thing that I have ever read and seen because you know you're you're going to also experience this with me if you google the thing that I tell you to google at the time so Eliza Lam was a Canadian student who went traveling in January 2013 to Southern California she blogged about it on Tumblr traveling alone on Amtrak and intercity buses she uh, fucking, she saw some of the standard sites such as like San Diego Zoo and whatever else people do in SoCal, which is what I call Southern California because I'm down with the kids. And yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That'll catch on. You all, yeah, I think it will. You, yeah. you always hear me referring to my homies in SoCal, right? Like that's what I. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, homies, that's a good word. Yeah, that's gonna catch on too. That's <laughs> that's they. I'm, I'm so I, I was in the shower last night and I was thinking if I was in the crowd at like an open mic night in comedy and i was in california and someone like pulled me up on stage real quick and was like you gotta do a one-liner right now i'd say something to the effect of um yeah uh potato chips must be really sharp in california because every time i tell people i'm coming here they tell me to watch out for the bloods and the crisps Oh, While she was in LA, she checked into the Cecil Hotel, yeah. which is which is kind of a grimy-looking low-rent hotel, like from the outside anyway. Which is all I was able to see when I googled it. But it it it's near Skid Row. Which if you um if you don't know what Skid Row is, check them out. They're an awesome band. No, uh, just you know, Google Skid Row California. You'll see it. It's a sort of desolate. Don't, don't Google Skid Marks. <laughs> Why would you? Um, it's a hotel with like a kind of a dark history. Like, like financially, it was swallowed up by the Great Depression. It was like a, a from the looks of things, it looks like it would have done really well in the 1920s. Like, it would have been a very, very high rent place. Um, but then in the 30s and the Great Depression, like the entire market, like the entire street, the bottom fell out of it. So, like, it just it got killed off by the Great Depression. Um, Elizabeth Short, which is a throwback to the Black Dahlia murder. Uh, we spoke about it in a previous oh, yeah. episode. Uh, she was last seen at this hotel. Uh, there have also been other like high-profile rapes and murders, not to mention suicides at this particular venue. So like, by all accounts, it's a, it's a dark sort of place. Um, but also, by all accounts, Eliza Lamb seems like a fairly normal student, right? Um, her Tumblr blog never really suggested anything untoward. She never made any ambiguous or ominous or like even questionable posts i would say she did previously blog about her troubles with a mental disorder and at one point she said that dropping out of uh, a few classes in her college class made her feel directionless and lost 
But it was also clear from reading the post that she was specifically talking about, like, her academic prowess in that instance. Like, her career was what she had in mind. Like, she thought that it would look really bad on her CV going forward that she had dropped out of these classes. Um, But what happened was she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. um, But she was taking prescription medication for it. And her parents said that, like, she didn't have any dark history or anything like that. So for people who hear the end of this and go, yeah, well, she was bipolar, like stop that because that's not a it's not a death sentence b it doesn't mean that a person is mentally insane and c she was on meds for it and like they can do amazing things for disorders like that nowadays with the medication that they have um so she got assigned a shared room in the hotel which i thought was really weird who shares a room with people like is is that just the thing they do in america yeah that's a bit weird i'm not sure about that yeah um but she got moved into a room by herself because her roommates complained about what the hotel lawyers would call certain odd behavior. Now, in a hotel, this could be fucking anything. Like, she might have left a TV on while they slept, or she might have snored. Yeah, or that's, made, like, that's so valuable. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's definitely the hotel, like, protecting their brand, their reputation. So, like, who knows? The, the jury's out on that. So she kept in touch with her parents every day while she traveled, except for the day when she disappeared. Uh, After a week of no clues or evidence, the LAPD released CCTV footage from an elevator in the hotel, which showed her getting in, pressing several floors on the control panel. Um, She stood in the lift and waited for the doors to close. They didn't close. So she looked out to the left and to the right. There's nobody there. The door still doesn't close. She stands in the doorway again, steps into the hall, goes back into the lift with her back against the wall this time. The door stays open. It looks at this point like she's hiding from someone or that she's afraid. Mm. She moves her right arm up to her head, presses a whole bunch of buttons on the door, or a whole bunch of buttons on the control panel. The door stays open the whole time. Uh, She starts rubbing her forearms together, and she stretches out her hands completely so that it looks like she's a contortionist like it's the weirdest and creepiest movement i've ever seen a person do that wasn't a contortionist or like trying to freak me out in some way if just google eliza lamb elevator footage right now yeah and watch yeah you could like i'm watching it right now and it's e-l-i-s-a l-a-m elevator yeah uh she moves in the creepiest and strangest way that i have ever seen a person move so she looks like she's arguing with someone about something right yeah she looks like she's like running away from something or like it it looks like she's definitely not the only person participating in whatever is happening there yeah um so they searched for her like you know they never found anything about her so a week later guests in the hotel started making complaints about low water pressure in their rooms um the water was turning black it smelled really bad so on february 19th one of the staff members of the hotel went up to a water tank which was pumped in from the water supply for the whole city um And it was to go into the guest rooms and the kitchen and coffee shop and stuff like that. And in one of the water tanks, they found Eliza Lamb's body, which was um, like below the surface. And she had been there for probably around a week. Um, They drained the tank 
uh, so that they could cut it open and take her body out. Um, they, it like, the people in the hotel, like that water that they were using was water with a decomposed body in it. So like, yeah. that's pretty bad. The hotel paid for them to go to another hotel, but like at this point, I think. Yeah, um, it's... Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not like, good. One of the things I was going to uh, theorize when, or, you know, I, I would theorize when you were, just, you were um, explaining the whole thing about her having bipolar and having medication and stuff like that is that she might have stopped uh, taking it. But it does actually say that during the autopsy they found um, traces of her prescription medication in her blood. Yeah. Or, you know, they could analyze of it. Yeah, and which, they also found, like, uh, yeah. ibuprofen, which is just not unusual. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I have ibuprofen in my body right now. It's not unusual for a person yeah. to have that. Um, so, they said that her death was an accidental drowning, and they kind of pinned it on the fact that she was bipolar. Um, but yeah. the, the report, like has been criticized for a lot of things. Like, they did a, a rape and fingernail kit, but I don't think they actually ever even released, like, the results of that. Um, like, her body was, like, decomposed, and it was, like, fully green. Um, but there was, like... I, I don't really want to say, but the, the, there was evidence on her body to suggest that she had been sexually assaulted. I think that that's fair to say. Mm. Um, like, I don't, I don't know because it, it like it never stated in the autopsy report if they even actually processed the rape and fingernail kits that they were supposed to have done. Um, they don't really address the fact that there was blood in her in a. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, it's it's a family show, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely not the <laughs> show at all. Um, but no. yeah, so it anyway, it actually manages to get weirder. Um, mm. Her Tumblr blog had been updated after she died. Now, yes, they do have an auto queue option, which lets you automatically like. Yeah. But still, is that's fucking weird. That's just... I feel like that's just an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that her phone was never found... Yeah. And they just assumed it had been stolen sometime between the last queued post and... I don't know. Like, the phone thing seems like... Like, could she have been... Could that person... Could whoever have done it, or if there is someone that did it... Um, could they have taken her phone off and that's what she who she'd been talking to when she was in the lift? Like I don't who knows. There's a thing Maybe. I spoke about on a previous episode called the Elevator Game. It's a Korean sort of uh cultural like game that they play where it's like you get into a lift and you have to press a sequence of buttons like yeah. one, three, 
two, seven, five. And basically, you got to stay in the lift the whole way and not let anyone else in. And if someone does get in, like, you can't trust them or whatever. And the idea is that when you eventually get... Once the sequence is completed, you'll walk out of the lift and you'll be in another dimension. Or, like, an, That's an alternate universe, like, that kind of thing. And in order to get mm. back, you have to go back to the same lift and do the same thing. But you may never make it back because who knows what kind of universe you're going to end up uh, being in or whatever. Um, and this is just like a thing that people speculate on in, in in South Korea. Like it's a sort of a scary, like creepy thing that they tell each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I had heard about that like quite recently. And the, the first thing I thought of was Eliza Lam and like the weirdness, like the way she's acting, the way yeah, it looks yeah. like she's being chased. And uh, I drew a parallel with that. Obviously, I am a yeah, cynic yeah. and a rational thinker. And I believe it was probably in some way related to, I, I guess, like the way that she was acting with her, like her hands and stuff just clearly implies some kind of mental health thing. Yeah. But I also just... I don't know, like, for personal reasons, I, I just don't like boxing mental health problems in with everything that goes wrong with someone's, like, day, because you can just be like, oh, yeah, well, she was bipolar, so it doesn't matter. Like, that's obviously why she's dead is because of bipolar, but, like, we don't know that. Like, you know, I had a migraine and I forgot where I lived. Imagine what, <laughs> under certain, like, pressure, like, the way your mind can change you, the way your body can act in strange ways and stuff like we don't know like she may have been she may very well have been chased by like an attempted date rapist or something like mm. you know like there's there's yeah it's not really fair to just say yeah yeah killed herself because bipolar you know what i mean yeah and uh and traveling can be stressful especially if you're doing it alone yeah and if her has her phone had been stolen that could be a pretty stressful event yeah and like the Sorry. she she was at a bookstore, um, like the the day before she went missing, I think, and the the owner was like interviewed and said that she was an outgoing, really lively and really friendly person, and she was buying gifts yeah. for her family. So like if 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 look if you're suicidal, chances are you're not gonna be buying gifts to to bring home to your family. Like, uh, I mean. <laughs> Like that's the thing. I mean, she was bipolar, and say she had a particularly strong reaction to whatever, and her medication wasn't strong enough to counteract it, yeah, true. or whatever. It's completely plausible, you know. Bipolar is characterised by the extreme highs and the extreme lows, so it's conceivable that she could go from one to the other in a matter of hours. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely no way to discount that, but um, it's still creepy as fuck, you know. Oh yeah. Like the video freaks me out. The way that she just like starts extending her fingers and uh, wringing her hands, and the way she gets into the lift in the first place, pressing the buttons, is weird. I have to say, when she first gets in and presses the buttons, it's like the way she points her finger out. It's like she's unsure of how far out her finger can go. And yeah. when I had that migraine, um. I was doing everything with that sort of um, that sort of element of, of care and almost caution for everything I did. Yeah. Um, I had to go onto my work profile on my desktop and find out my address. And uh, the only way I was able to do it was because I have a post-it on my computer with my credentials on it. So yeah. 
Um, nice and safe, that. That's good security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone can log in. Like, one of my colleagues can log in and process all my payments for me. I would be... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and I was able to do it, and like I remember the way I was pointing at the post-it while I typed, and my face was like right up next to the computer, so I could see through the blur, and like I would have looked like a right fucking weirdo, yeah, you know. Yeah. So like you just don't know what's going on in someone's head that makes them do certain things, but it is significant that in the autopsy they did not find any like recreational drugs or hardcore drugs or anything like mm. that. Um, like it was all just like legitimate prescription medication that would be used for her condition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. But it but it is it is really unlikely for someone to take a bad turn while they're on medication. Yeah, unlikely, but not unheard of. I suppose. Yeah. That's there's always the possibility. Yeah, real life isn't like Homeland, where if you stop taking your bipolar meds, you get really smart. <laughs> oh, fucking Carrie. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. That woman. You gotta love Claire Jesus. Danes, though. She's a goddamn fucking American hero. Yeah, but good lord. <laughs> Carrie. Fucking. So, the next, uh, the next one. The next scary mystery, etc., um, is one that's actually technically a resolved case. Ah, uh, technically. What are you bringing this shit to my podcast? But there for? are many, many, like two whole, very suspicious things about this case. Um, this is about a guy called Joshua Maddox. Oh God, it's already uh, weird. He was, yeah, that's a hell of a name. Um, and it's not, a, uh, it's not a girl or a woman that's gone missing or died. Um, he was an easygoing, smart, funny, relatively decent student, 18 years old, and he was last seen on the 8th of May in 2008. He told his dad that he was going out for a walk, and he was reported missing shortly after when he never returned. In August of 2015... He went missing in 2008. In 2015, his remains were discovered. They were found in the chimney of an abandoned cabin two blocks from his dad's house. The cabin had been abandoned for over 10 years, but the owner claimed that he would check every now and then and never notice a smell. Or he, he noticed the smell, but figured it was just some dead rats. So, the body was found wearing only, like, a thin, padded, like, gilet, or, like, a thermal, like, um, vest, and his clothes were outside of the fireplace and inside the cabin. But the owner claimed that there was a large piece of furniture in front of the fireplace, and that's why he never checked the chimney for the smell of the rats. Ah. It was claimed that by the police that Joshua Maddox had tried to climb down the chimney to get into the cabin when he got trapped and died. Explain. Yeah, well, if... I mean, I don't know what kind of chimneys people are able to climb down, but I've never seen one in my life. 
Let's You've never seen a chimney or one that people can play, climb down. Either. I've ne- no, um a chimney that people can climb down. Like do they have those in Ireland and the UK? I I'm assuming this is like a I mean it is a cabin, so I'm assuming it's like a large, yeah. wide open fireplace. Um but I don't think I've ever seen one where you could enter in from the top, but he was found in the fetal position as well. Like and you wouldn't really curl your knees up to your chest no. to get down a chimney very much kind of a straight arrow kind of deal you'd imagine what and his clothes were where was his clothes were inside the cabin so like he he was he was naked apart from this um thermal vest shirt thing that he was wearing huh um there's a yeah. type of uh um, neurological response to hypothermia where your brain tries to communicate with your body that you're warm and Mm. people who suffer from this like I mean they rarely ever come back from it but it causes them to like take off all their clothes because they feel so warm Um, there's like numerous cases of people uh, particularly like hikers or explorers that when they're like trapped in a a storm like a snowstorm um they end up actually ripping their clothes off because their brain is communicating uh this like immense heat inside so yeah. maybe he had something like that and he crawled into the chimney to gee i don't know maybe he was already located in the chimney i don't know maybe he somehow got holed up in this place and there was a snowstorm i don't know you're gonna tell us what happened no one knows Oh, god damn. The resolved part was that the police were just like, yeah, he just climbed in the chimney trying to get into the cabin and died. Oh, shit, so it's not resolved at all? Well, it's resolved according to the police. Oh, god, who pays those people? Taxpayers, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> shit, wait, fuck. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that one's, that one's so bizarre. Yeah. Because at no point... At no point do I think, or would I ever think, that climbing into a chimney is a good idea. Um, but then again, at no point would I think stripping off is uh, in public. Uh, no way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think that's just so odd. Yeah. And how can you not check? Like, surely, if you've got this cabin and it's abandoned for ten years. Surely something has to change within 10 years. Like, you go up and check on it every now and then, but don't try to do anything about any of it. Or notice the clothes on the floor. Yeah, that's true. That's a bit weird. That is a bit weird. Like, what would you be doing there at all, if not to... If you're not going to be renovating it or something, do you just go in just to go, yep, still here? Like... I, f- I, f- I don't know. It's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. So he... There was a couch pressed up against where the chimney exits. Is that right? A large piece of furniture it was described as, which is oddly vague. Yeah, that is oddly vague. For, like, for fuck's sake, yeah. how can you not simplify that in one yeah. easy... Like, they, can, <laughs> they, can spe- they can specify th- he was wearing a th- thermal vest, yeah. but large piece of furniture. Fucking hell. Um... Yeah, jeez, I don't know. Who knows? But literally not me, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a shame. I thought you were going to really come true there and help us out. I really can't, I'm afraid. Um, so I will talk about two vague things. Uh, one of which okay. is in all probability hysteria, but is interesting nonetheless. And one of which is a little bit fucked up. So the first thing is the Devil's Footprints, which was a phenomenon that occurred in February of 1855. Now, I'm skeptical... I am skeptical of anything that goes back to pre-1900s. I think that's, like, my cutoff point. Um, but, um, you know, around uh, East and South Devon, um, there was really heavy snowfall in February 1855, and there was a trail of hoof-like marks that covered... Um, a huge distance that appeared overnight and they covered anywhere between 40 and 100 miles. Um, they're Long. called the devil's footprints because they were hooved um, allegedly with the appearance of a cloven hoof. But it's not just that they were... Because you're thinking, right, an animal and it walked a long way. That was a long way for an mm. animal to walk overnight, not unheard of. So some of the hoof prints went up walls and on rooftops. Yeah, that's just what. Pretty fucked up. That's all of my what. Yeah. Um, so, where did they? Where did they start? I do, in, Yeah, somewhere in east, east and south Devon. Yeah, the they started the X estuary, Xy. Yeah. Um, like they covered rivers and like haystacks and other obstacles, like. Just straight up over the top like it was nothing. That's bizarre. Yeah. That is so bizarre. I like that one of my favourite... I'm looking at the uh, examples of what uh, could have caused it. And my favourite one is hopping mice. Yeah, yeah. Hopping mice have been known to travel a hundred miles yeah, yeah. overnight. Small small rodents do enjoy travelling a hundred and forty miles in with their cloven hooves. A couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, but it's that's, that's so bizarre. It is. Um like, yeah, so that there's one theory that says it could have been a kangaroo. Um yeah, a kangaroo in, in eighteen in eighteen fifties Devon. Yeah. Yes, pal. Alright then. Um I I think it was mass hysteria. I think like someone noticed one fucking weird thing. Yeah. Someone else noticed another, they decided to just yeah, go. I with feel it. like yeah. Either that or, I feel like this falls greatly into the category of like you used to you hear about or I've I've heard about like Back in, uh, they they must still do it. They probably still do several similar things today. But when the old the older like Oxford and Cambridge University or their kind of uh, fraternities prank the whole the entire town or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like this is just like one organised group of people. Oh, it could very well be. Yeah. Right. It should be. It would be fairly simple to do. Yeah. If everyone wears the same sh- the same shoes, and then you know you get. However, 140 of you, you'll walk and stand a mile apart and walk, and you've got a 140 mile track. Like I don't know. It's like a Simpsons episode. 
Yeah, I feel like it would be massive. It'd take a lot to coordinate. Yeah. But I, I could see it being done. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Solved it. Fuck it. Bang. Yeah. Done. <laughs> so the next one is um, the Overton Bridge in Scotland. Now, I don't know if it's pronounced Overton or Overton. It's O O V E R T O U N. I would pronounce that as Overton. O U N. O U N. Yeah. I've heard about this bridge actually. Yeah, it's famous for yeah. one specific thing. Um, so yeah, just just for clarity, this is a Category B listed structure. So I thought you were going to say this is a Category B listed mystery. <laughs> no, but it's so funny. Like the Wikipedia page, Overton Bridge is a Category B listed structure, and then Category B listed is blue. So you can click it and find out other. If I, I fucking love Wikipedia. Um, it was completed in 1890. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to get into this, right? It's a bridge in Scotland. Um, it looks fine. It's actually got a pretty nice design on the side of it, I will I will say. Um, since the 1950s, numerous dogs have leapt from the bridge at a rate of about one per year. Um, it's a 50-foot-tall parapet on the side, and it goes down to a waterfall. And... The only linking factors are that the dogs jump from one side of the bridge um, and always in clear weather and they're always dogs with long snouts. So you're probably thinking to yourself, ah, well, it's just something that attracts dogs down there. So um, somebody, I think, concluded that it was uh, that the dogs had the scent of mice and mink. Um, mm. So they decided to jump to try and and, uh, and get it, but no, um, it's actually been proven since then that there's no mink around there. Um, so nobody nice. really knows. Like they thought they had solved it, and then it went straight back into the um, the. But also, a guy in 1994 threw his two-week-old son off the bridge because he believed he was the incarnation of devil. Yeah, I was going to say, they the bridge is famous, and they were just like, oh yeah, all of these dogs jumped off. Oh, and there was a bloke who threw his two-week-old son off because he thought he was the devil. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, it's just, it's a footnote almost. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, that's, it's so, that's so bizarre. Um, yeah, but the dogs committing suicide thing is weird, because at a rate of one per year, you're talking like 50 or 60 dogs that have jumped off this fucking thing. I feel like... <sighs> I feel like it says that the you know the scent you say about the scent of mice and mink. Mm. I feel like there must be like whether I don't know whether like it came the the scent comes downstream on, on the water with the yeah maybe like to the rocks, but I just don't. I mean, obviously the whole long snout thing suggests that there's definitely something smell factored in there i wonder that it's not that like the long snout maybe dogs with the longer snout have a a different type of peripheral vision and when they look over the bridge they just aren't capable of telling that it's a big drop and like i know that would just lead to the question why don't dogs jump off all bridges but like if you look at this bridge it does specifically have a parapet on the side and it could just be that the trees surrounding it um, with the stream and stuff. I don't know, like maybe they just see something different that implies that it's safe to jump off or you're just going to be on the ground underneath or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do know that dogs don't perceive height very well. Mm. 
they're not great perceivers of height. That's why the main problem in training um, parachute regiment dogs is not getting them to actually jump out of the plane because they look down and they're just like, okay. But it's like the sounds and the wind really? that bothers them more. Wow. Um, dogs don't have a great sense of height. So there's, there's a good, that's a good possibility mm. that it was just like misjudged. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, is it just also some sort of like, um, bias? Like it's more likely to get reported because it's this bridge? Yeah, I, 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 like, so I've read, um, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, right? But the only reason that I'm here is because I read about this a few years ago and, um, on, on a different website. And mm. one thing I'm not really seeing is cases of, dogs jumping off it like yeah um i don't know it's it's like yeah it's documented that plenty of dogs have done it and stuff but like the main source is the daily mail yeah so... i feel like yeah it's bizarre mm. and <sighs> the mirror the mirror has run with a wonderful headline Mystery as 600 dogs jump from haunted suicide bridge, leaving at least 50 dead. Now, if I didn't know any better, I would have thought that the 600 dogs jumped at the same time (laughs) and left 50 humans dead. (laughs) Like some sort of horrible dog-shaped avalanche (laughs) from the skies. Like... That headline is so poorly worded. It is. It is terrible. That would be really funny. But I expect nothing more from the mirror, so... Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just one of those one of those things. I mean, the real mystery here is... What are we all doing with our lives? Now, um... I mean, people... Whoever's listening to this is listening to us talk about a, a doggy suicide bridge, so... Why did you have That's to say dog? Why did you have to? Why did you have to make it extra sad? <laughs> <laughs> it is sad. It's a doggy suicide bridge. It's where the, <laughs> where they go to. They throw their little dog noose off it, and uh... oh, I've not painted a picture of them with opposable thumbs tied the rope. <laughs> Christ alive! Yeah, yeah. It's sad. It is sad. It is sad. Um, I won't say any more about it. Do you have another? Do you do you want to? Do you have one left to take us home? I have. Um, this one is a story from a redditor, and it is their record. It is their recounting of an incident in which they believe they had a close call with becoming a murder victim. Oh shit! Is there an audio recording of it? Uh, no. Oh, goddamn. Cause... But there will be after I read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, go. I, actually, Reddit is, is a really good source for shit like this. I think we I... should go down that avenue more, maybe. Yeah. I 100% don't care if half of them are fake, because some of them are very well written. Do you know what my favourite thing about Reddit is? Is the subreddit Child Free, and seeing, like, these absolutely outrageous, irrational 
angry people who hate children. And they'll put like a par like a, a fucking essay, right? about why like why can't I see Finding Nemo two in a child free screening? It's like, <laughs> dude, for crying out loud! <laughs> you can't look. I have never been in a cinema where you can hear a child screaming over the fucking like. May- maybe if a child is like is like outwardly crying and screaming, like yeah, fair enough. That then it is on the parent to take the kid out, right? But I, I saw um. I saw Rogue One in Singapore, and mm. Singaporean cinemas, I don't know if how many of you guys know this, but they're not very loud. They, For whatever reason, Singapore people don't like their cinemas to be loud. And there was a kid screaming, and the parent took the kid out to the aisle and, like, rocked the kid. So that there was probably, like, two yeah, two yeah. and a half minutes of crying. And, like, all you have to do is just <laughs> listen to the movie. Like, it's only annoying when you let it be annoying or whatever. I don't know. I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, I hate parents because yeah, kids yeah. are loud. Um, kids are loud. Fucking deal with it. Don't like, don't go see Finding Nemo if you don't like children. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I I totally stole your thunder there. And yeah. Continue. I can't even remember where I was. What was I saying? You hadn't started the uh, thing yet. That's that's all I know. Ah, good. April 1993, I was a senior in high school. I travelled to San Diego alone to spend spring bro- spring break with a friend who was living out there. Spring break, show us your boobs! Woo! Spring break. Uh, I flew from Detroit Metro Airport, and it was the first time I'd ever flown. The trip was successful, and so was the return flight. Which kind of, you know, the return flight part ruins whether he got murdered. Yeah! Not, <laughs> let's, let's move beyond. The fact that he's um, writing it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins the mystery straight away. Yeah. Um, this should be written in the third person. It should be, yeah. Uh, when I arrived back in Detroit, my parents had said they'd be waiting for me by the gate. This is pre-9-11, of course. When I, d- I don't know why that's relevant, but when I disembarked, they were not there, and being an impatient 17-year-old, I decided not to wait for them and to go get my luggage. As I was walking down the concourse, this extremely handsome man, who was probably in his mid-twenties, approached me. He said he was having trouble using the ATM machine. They were still pretty new at the time. Who says ATM machine? That you know. I have no idea. But this, I, yeah, I've read it and I read it and didn't even question it. Automated teller machine, machine. Yeah. WTF fuck is that about? <laughs> RIP in pieces. This person. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, continue um, ASAP as possible. Yes, yeah. He wanted to know if they'd accompany him to the concourse to help him with his ATM machine, machine card. <laughs> Confused about why he was asking for help from a teenage girl when there were all of these adults around, they she told him that she'd never used an ATM machine, uh, and he gave her some line about how she looked intelligent and that she'd be able to figure it out. He didn't. She didn't. They, she looked around, and didn't notice an ATM in the area, and asked him where it was, pointing the general direction, and told me, "We can see it from here, but it's just down the concourse and not too far away." Just then I saw a security guard and I told the man that it was a security guard and they'd be better equipped to help him than I would be. He turned white and once he saw the security guard, quickly turned on his heel and started running away, apologising that he was sorry for bothering me. Fuck. I'll never forget how I felt during the conversation. All of my instincts, instincts immediately screamed, run. Three days later, a young girl was murdered just outside the airport. That's fun. That's a nice fun story to end on. Jesus. 
What the fuck? Oh, I don't like that. No, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. As a teenage girl, that makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> As a beautiful 18-year-old teenage girl <laughs> with long blonde hair, I can... I'm a, I'm a beautiful, leggy, blonde, 18 <laughs> female, London. So, Pick me up. let me just write this down. ATM card not working. That's a good one. I've been trying some other stuff. <laughs> ATM machine card. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is really, really fucking weird. I, I, I've, I've always, like, you know, um, Debbie Harry from Blondie, she um, was hitchhiking one time. Uh, actually, I think this story turned out to be fake, but... Apparently, uh, who was the serial killer guy who who killed all the uh, Ted Bundy? Apparently, like Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy pulled over to help her or something, and she was like, "Oh no, it's okay. I, I have another. I don't know, whatever." But um, I, I think I read on Snopes recently that that's actually not true. But either way, imagine being a close call like that. Oh um, man, that'd be so bizarre. Yeah, it'd make you feel so weird. Like I feel weird I'm, just thinking about it now. Imagine what it would be like yeah. to actually be her. I feel like I genuinely would be so, uh, just like not aware. Yeah. Of hacked and just completely let it just it would just wash past me. I wouldn't even notice until about six years later <laughs> when I'm already dead. Yeah. Then you get to find out because you go to heaven and God would tell you because you get to find out all that stuff after you die. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like when I was a kid. It's just reminded me of when, whenever I was looking for something, I'd always imagine my life as like um, a cheesy 90s uh, TV show where as soon as I stopped looking for what I was looking for, the camera, I'd like walk away and the camera would zoom in on wherever it was. Yeah. It was like right under my nose the entire time. You know what, um, we have that episode planned from, like, a year ago when we planned episodes um, about, like, different sayings and quotes. Yeah. Um, there's one that I really love, and it's when you're looking for something, and uh, it's always in the last place you look. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. so clever. I think we've discussed this before. Have we? Maybe. I, I think we've discussed this saying before, because it, anno- it annoys me so much. I absolutely love it, because... Like, it's true on two levels. Like, that's, that's my favorite thing about it, is it's always, you're always like, oh, I'll just, I'll just check the fucking washing machine, because maybe I did leave my phone in there. And then you're like, oh, it's there. That's the last place I would have checked. It's always in the last place you check. But it's also, logically, always in the last place you check, because you found it in that place. So there's nowhere else to check. It's genius. It's the best phrase I've ever heard. It is, it is genius. What really annoys me, though, is when you're looking for someone or something, and instead of some, the person ne- that is nearby helping you, they go, always in the last place you look. Oh, yeah. No, that that's definitely annoying. Cheers, pal. Thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate that one. Yeah, that is, that's like someone saying, I knew you could do it. Like, yeah, that's... Thanks. Or telling you to uh, telling you when you're when you're calm, saying calm down. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> I am. I am. I was mildly annoyed, but you've just made me more annoyed. Yeah. There's another telling me to calm down. Whenever people tell me they're hungover, I always say, "That's from drinking out of a wet glass." Because <laughs> it's true. Uh, that is very true. Water is wet. Yeah. All liquids are. That's a fact. Yeah. 
They're all liquidy. Um, are we done here? I think we are, yeah. I don't think there's anything else left to discuss. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening. I hope it was sufficiently terrifying. Um, hope you enjoyed Indeed. this nostalgic walk back on a previous topic, which is also what we did last time you were on. We need to come up yeah. with some fucking original topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like... This feels like a like this feels like um, a situation that we've got going at work. We make a daily video for um, like various uh, sports um, website. We make a video every day, and we've been doing it since last June. And do you know how difficult it is to make a video every different video every day for about nearly a year on the Premier League? Um, I've run out of video topics. You are talking like, to what? a career mode YouTuber. Who used to upload daily talking? <laughs> used to upload daily videos talking. We we can't make series videos. That's the worst part. Ah, uh, yeah. Every video is different, and it's killing me. Why don't you talk about how all of the <laughs> my fr- my friend Eugene tweeted this the other day, and I favorited it, and I'm gonna read it out to the podcast before we properly end. And by the way, um, somebody suggested right. Um, that me and you should do an episode with another podcast, Weird With You, where we discuss, like, we kind of analyze a movie that we all watch. Sure. Um, and I think that would be pretty cool. Only one person has asked so far, so if all of you okay. who've made it to this point, I think there's two of you in total, <laughs> leave a comment and say if that's a thing you'd like to hear, because we don't really get a lot of comments, and it's really hard to judge what... If I want to do like weird things in the podcast that I don't usually do, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to know if they're the right thing to do when there's not a lot of comments. Anyway, Eugene tweeted, All the terrible things that have happened over the last few years have been balanced out by Man United becoming shite. <laughs> I think I saw that and I actually really enjoyed that tweet. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it right now. Because it is quite a fact. It is. Like, I was watching the Man United-Swansea game, and I was like, it's just so funny that they're just not going to win. Like, they were 1-0 up, and I was like, nah, they're, they're not going to win. That's... <laughs> uh, to all the people who are about to leave a dislike, just remember that I have had some... I've had some variant of this discussion with all the different teams over the years. So, yeah. I, I don't I don't care about Man United especially. I don't care about Liverpool, and I don't care about Chelsea. I like when lots of people are made unhappy because their sports team loses. That's what I care about. So that... Yeah, there is nothing better to care about. Exactly. Nothing else matters. The misery of other people. Yeah, misery of other people. That's what we do it for. I want to see people mad enough that they can go and punch a horse. That's just what it, what it, what it is. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at in society. That is so true. So uh, yeah, let's let's leave it there. That's that's what I Bye. what I say to women after every sexual encounter. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Good talk. See you out there. <laughs> yeah, see you in the world. <laughs> I think I just remembered something. I think I left the farts it running. Now my words are filling up the tub. Darling, you're just soaking in it. But I know you'll get out the minute You notice all your fingers pruning up I'm tired of being
God, I wish I never spoke Now I gotta wash my mouth out with soap I feel it coming out my throat Guess I better wash my mouth out with soap And there you have it, folks. It turns out it was terrifying mysteries all along. But I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I think the Eliza Lamb thing in particular. I've been aware of it for quite some time. Um, I've always been really freaked out by it. So I'm glad that like we finally talked about it on the podcast. I do encourage you to go and look at the footage. But also warn you that it's creepy as hell. Um, when I was talking about the whole interdimensional thing... Don't forget that I am a rational human being. That's more of a thing that I wish was true, but also I was trying to add some ominous tones to the terrifying podcast to scare you out of your skin. This outro is only available if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or anything other than YouTube because you guys are special and they don't check for copyrighted content that closely around here. So with that in mind, the song closing the show is Melanie Martinez's Soap. It's a remix by a guy called Steve James. I got it from the chill nation youtube page they've got like 3 million subscribers but i do actually know that there are a few of you out there in listener city who uh who are into like chill nation and monster cat and uh, those kinds of remixes of uh famous songs and stuff so i came across a song when i was watching a movie called nerve which is on netflix and it's one that i really want to write a review for i feel like i could give a really comprehensive overview of what i think of it like in places it's predictable and it's cheesy as hell and it is culturally tone deaf as to the message it's trying to send but it's so beautiful to watch like it's just got incredible use of colors and they basically create this sort of cyberpunk dystopia but they do it in the modern world they're just really really clever about the way it's filmed particularly with the use of uh, of colors and stuff like that so it's a movie that i would recommend you check out no matter what age you are even though i am absolutely nowhere near the target demographic for that movie so um like i said hope you guys enjoyed the show don't know why i started talking about the movie nerve but um i have this itch to like talk about music and movies and i can't always do it on the podcast so if you guys would like bonus content that involves movie reviews like i would totally love to do something like that i just don't necessarily know that the demand is there And I'm only saying it to half the audience now for some bizarre reason. (laughs) Anyways, I am going to play the rest of the song and that will close the episode out. If you liked it, leave a repost, leave a review, all of that stuff. And uh, hey, check out the subreddit because there's a lot going on there in terms of ideas driving the show forward. I've already got an episode coming up in the next few weeks that was suggested by a user on there in one of the threads. And we had um, a user on last week from one of the treads who created the tread himself um with a topic so um yeah it's a it's a cool little way to uh connect a lot of dots and uh keep breathing life into the podcast i suppose so yeah i've been el de niro fuck off i
I never spoke, now I gotta wash my mouth out with soap.